What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And oh, baby, this is already fixing to be the, the greatest pod ever here, Adam, that we've ever done because the New York Rangers look spectacular right now against the Carolina Hurricanes. I was not digging on this matchup. I was not digging on the fact that we looked so shitty against Pittsburgh. I'm very much enjoying this one right now. How are you doing? Well, yeah, it's a good start. It's only one nothing in the second period, though. But yes, they came out and looked very good in the first period. It actually should have been two nothing. They had a great opportunity and um, a nice save by Ronta. I mean, should have lifted the puck over his pad, but shot right into his pad. But yeah, they have 14 shots on goal, eight for Carolina here early in the second period. So we've seen them just start so slowly in almost every game against Pittsburgh, and they had to come from behind consistently. So. It's nice to see them on the road get off to a, a good start. Now let's just hope that they can maintain it and add another goal. Something, anything. I'll take some insurance there. So I am streaming this game during this podcast. So you might hear me blurt here and there um, just because I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. I really am. And uh, and I already told my wife that, uh, that, that you know, I made a comment about the, the the clothes she was wearing again today, Adam, just so that I can put her on edge so that she'll vanish when I'm done working and I can just watch the game in peace. You got to do whatever is needed. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hate when I say that, I feel like, you know, you're like, that's why you're not supposed to be in a relationship. Hey, no, I mean, I can't tell you that. You've been married for a long time, so it's too late for me to say that, you know. <laughs> but I my my thing is, I just I don't want to ever be in a spot where I have to deal with that. And I know if I do get married, I probably will. It's just ah, it's hard for me to fathom that. I don't think you even I don't even think you need to get married to be in that situation. Just be I in think a serious relationship. I, if you're in a if you're in a long term relationship, if you're in a serious relationship and I'm not even saying you know, I'm not even talking about like living together or anything like that. I'm talking about you know, let's say you've been dating uh, somebody for like two years. OK, right? how many yeah. how many relationships do you think I've had more than one year? I don't I think you've probably had maybe one or two. One. I mean. I mean, I. The other one, there was it was about a year, and then we kind of got rekindled, but it didn't last much longer. So I'm not going to count that. So yeah, only one in my life have I been more than one year. You're a free spirit. I guess I am. You're a free spirit, or you just haven't met the right person. Bad, so maybe. Either way, <laughs> um, but like even if you're just in a regular relationship, you're going to end up having one of those moments where you really want to watch a game, and you're going to get pushback. You're going to get a lot of flack and then you're going to use the, you know, then you're going to say it's my job. I'm supposed to do it. And then, you know what? They're going to turn around. They're going to say, yeah, but you know what? You didn't have to, or you could have watched the game later. You could have caught the highlights. You didn't have to actually sit and watch that game right then and there. No, but I'll come up with something like, well, I got a radio show coming up tonight. We're talking about this or something. It's only going to carry you so long. Well, whatever. I'm like, hey, do you you see that what you're wearing? You see that stuff? You want that? Well, I got to work. I got to be good at my job. <laughs> like inflation see? is a motherfucker. Whereas you could just man. be like me and you could turn to your wife and be like, oh, what is that you're wearing? Really? Are those pants the best choice for you? Yeah. Right. Then she gets that. a little then she gets a little mad. She gets a little defensive. She gets a little huffy. And you say, what? 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 You always say to me, you want me to be honest with you. 
So I'm telling you, those pants kind of make you look a little chubby. And then she gets flipped out and she's like, fuck you. And she goes into the other room. Yeah, but I like chubby, though. So they're going to be like, I know you like thickness. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Shit. got So I got to come up with something different. Like, damn, man, girl, you losing weight. I, you look like a twig. What is wrong I, with you? Girl, are you wearing skinny <laughs> jeans? What I tell you about wearing some skinny jeans? Meanwhile, the thighs are thick <laughs> as hell. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I like to crush bowling balls with these things. Ah, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, listen, once you're in a relationship, you just, yeah, yeah. Each, each person learns the other person's little buttons to push and insecurities and stuff like that. And everybody's got them. And everybody in a major relationship finds some time or way to expose it. It's just, that's fact. You know, it, it's, it's fact. It just happens that way. True. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I would just, I, I would rather, you know, but I mean, like for me, it's like crazy because I'd rather just, you know, do that and like get into like the little spat, hope for like a little makeup sex later on, right? Just, yeah, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I'll rub your feet. I'll do the dishes, whatever the case may be. That I can always, I like, kind of make up for it there. I don't want to have to like sit there and like, you know, be like, ah, oh, just let me watch this game. Leave me alone. Right. And she's like, oh, you want to hang out with me? Blah. It's a fine line here, Adam. It's a very fine line. I see. It doesn't sound like fun. It sounds like work. It, well, listen, you know what? That marriage is work. Ugh. It is. It's an institution. They call it it's the institution of marriage. It's an I, institution. Whoever invented it is a moron. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got to figure that it, it started off with like the whole like, you know, religious aspect and that's why you were married it's just not logical humans were we're not really programmed to be with one person for a long time oh i don't know about that i mean it's the way i feel but hopefully you're, you're uh, more of a spread your seed type of guy you're a, I, I'm for, you're a hunter i like variety that's you all. like variety yeah yeah I, you know there, I mean, there no, are no one needs no the same no one eats the same food every day, right? I mean, I wouldn't say I eat the same food every day, but I would say that we probably rotate the same five to seven meals. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to rotate. Exactly. You get my point. No, 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 no. But like you're still saying in the same. You can't equate it with food. Why not? Because. Because food is. Food, food, ah, ah, you know what? I don't even have an answer. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But I don't, but I don't think that you can compare the two. That's your, 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 it's apples and oranges. It's coconuts and bananas. It's not, it's, you know, coconuts and bananas. I like coconuts and bananas too. Although I just aim on the side of the coconuts usually. Coconuts, uh, especially like coconut ice cream, man. Oh, with the little coconut shreds in it. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know what I had the other day? Yesterday, I had a lemon ice cream with like bits of like shortbread in there. Hmm. Never had anything like that. Quite tasty. If you're a lemon fan. Yeah, I like lemon. Oh, then chef recommends. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, all right, so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little NBA playoffs here. We can talk NHL playoffs here, but I, I don't necessarily want to dive in beyond the, uh, the the Rangers series here. I've got my money laid out there for the uh, for the Rangers, but you know what? Let's talk a little NBA playoffs here because 
I'm starting to hear now that Marcus Smart is going to miss game two. And we still don't know what's going on with uh, with Al Horford. Right. Is he going to miss game two? Is he going to not miss game two? By the time people are listening to this, they're still going to have time to bet the NBA. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would not bet the game right now because we just don't have the full information. So it sounds like uh, I saw that it's unlikely that Horford's going to play. But again, it's health and safety protocols. Who knows? Kyle Lowry has officially been ruled out from Miami. And um, the last I saw, Smart has been upgraded to probable. So I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that would help Boston for sure. Getting Smart back. Um, Not having Horford clearly still hurts. Um, They're saying he's doubtful to play. Um, so kind of have to see if smart does play, um, Robert Williams expected to play. He left, uh, game one with a left leg issue and they said it was cramps. So, yeah, I mean, the Celtics are hurting a bit now. I mean, they really had one bad quarter, but it was a, an atrocious third quarter. They outscored 39, 14. I still think even if Boston loses game two, I still think they can come back and win. So if that happens, I actually, I'm going to look at the series line for Boston um, if Miami takes game two. I still think Boston's a better team, mm-hmm. and I think they can still win the series. So uh, the line that I saw was minus four, Miami on game two. I'm not sure if I'm going to play that yet. I want to see what's going to happen. But um, I would, I might look at Boston uh, series price, especially if they lose game two, because we're, we're going to get a good price. Okay, serious price right now. Boston's uh, you're getting plus one twenty five right now on DK Sportsbook. Yeah, I mean, I I would even consider that, but I think if they do lose game two, it'll be even better. Obviously, if they win, then it's probably going to go back um, where we're we're paying the juice. So right. I guess it's a you know each person to decide what they think. I still think Boston's going to win this series. Okay, uh, um, I do think Miami is very good. I said it. Before I know I said it on this podcast in multiple places that before the playoffs started, I said, I like Miami to come out of the East at plus 450. And then I'll, you, it gives you the opportunity to hedge because I thought they were going to the Eastern Conference Finals because I love the way the bracket set up. Knew they would beat Atlanta, knew they would beat Philly or Toronto. I, I never believed in Philly after that trade. And now all you had to do was be the Milwaukee or Boston. Not easy, but so it worked. It, it panned out the way I thought. Um, I still think Boston wins this series. I do like Miami and Jimmy Butler is that guy just steps up some big spots. This dude had no 40 point games in the regular season and he's got three in the postseason. And he just steps up uh, in the big spots. He's not afraid of the spotlight. He wants the ball. He gets to the free throw line. Um, so and, and, you know, Butler has taken a team to the finals before. So I'm not discrediting Miami. I just think Boston is a better team. How volatile do the lines get for the games? You know, I mean, it's it's funny. This is stuff that I probably should have investigated throughout the season here. But, you know, I mean, I, I leave the basketball talk to you and you're the you're the expert on on that. And I put my trust in you. But I'm curious, like so. All right. So right now, Miami's favored by three and a half uh, money line on the point spreads minus one ten, no matter which way you go. If smart plays, but Horford doesn't, if we get word on that, okay, will this line move either way? It might go to three or two and a half. I mean, it was four. So I guess the indication is maybe with the smart probable is why it moved to half the point. So it might get to three. I mean, 
Miami opened up for game one, one and a half. And when the smart and Hartford news broke, it went to four. So for two players, again, they're not smarts, a big loss. I mean, it won't reflect it in the numbers, but he was defensive player of the year. He's the point guard. Uh, he can hit threes. And what it does is when you have two starters out, now you need, you know, bench guys to play bigger roles. And the problem is Boston doesn't have a lot of depth to begin with. And most teams don't. Most teams in the playoffs are playing six, seven guys. So now you're taking two guys away that are playing 35 to 40 minutes, and it hurt them. I mean, they got off to a good start, though. They were up at halftime. They scored 62. They just fell apart in the third quarter. I mean, imagine you had Jason Tatum. So his points prop went from 27 and a half to 29 and a half after the news. So imagine you take, all right, I'm taking over 29 and a half. He had 21 at halftime. He finished with 28. <laughs> that, I mean, but, that is just how many like, times does that happened to you? I, you. You've talked about that a ton of times. Yeah, it happens. To you. I mean, I got burned tonight in baseball, man, and I should have known. We just had this fucking discussion the other day when the line is plus 120, 120, plus 125, something's up. What did I do? Pablo Lopez over five and a half K's plus 120. Oh, yeah, let me take that. Dude doesn't even fucking go past the third inning and got two strikeouts against the fucking Nationals. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you got burned by that too. No, I didn't get burned oh, by that with, uh, with with Lopez. My uh, my my best bets. I um I got screwed by Corbin Burns shit in the bed this morning. Um, I had a, uh, what? What you had his K prop? No, I had the first five innings. Uh, oh, yeah, under. He, allowed, he had allowed two home runs, which it's crazy because I think he allowed was it seven home runs last year? He's already allowed eight. Yeah, yeah. So. So it was yeah. it, it was it was for the first five innings it was three runs. I took the under. It was Burns and Freed, right? I mean, I thought that, you know, I was styling on that, but I mean, yeah, the K prop, you know, like shit, man. I that happened with me on uh, on Syndergaard, who didn't make it out of the first inning. It happened to me earlier in the season on oh, who was the fucking pitcher that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was in the other way. It was Matt Brash. Remember that? The the two and a half walks after the dude walked 10 batters in fucking two in two appearances. Right. And I was like, oh, OK, here we go. And his walk prop was suddenly at two and a half. I was like, how? Why is that so low? Uh, it's so low because they chased him before he got out of the fucking first day. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, and you look tonight, like Scherzer has 1K through three innings. I know Cole got off to a slow start. Let me see where he's at now. I know he's gone through four, but uh, the first three innings, um, yeah, he's got three Ks in four innings. Uh, yeah. He just, yeah, so it feels like a lot of um, low case tonight from uh, some of these starting pitchers where we expected um, a decent amount. We're seeing a lot of these like real shortened outings all of a sudden. It's like, you know, I mean, I mean, you'd set your clocks by it, right? I mean, this this happens every single year, right? How many times have we seen a guy like four and one out of uh, out of April, and then all of a sudden it's like his first or second start in May, and he just gets destroyed? We've seen it a lot lately, man. Iavaldi, obviously, on Tuesday night. Um, there's been quite a few in May. <clears throat> yeah, Syndergaard it happened to. Yeah. It happened. To, it's happened to a bunch of guys. Um, already, but I mean, it's it's so funny too because <clears throat> so one of you know one oh. of the, one of the earliest fantasy leagues for baseball that I did was we were um, we only we we you paid real money for free agents, right? But there were only two times during the year that you could 
uh, acquire or one time during the year that you could acquire a free agent. We later changed the rules um, to give us like a second opportunity to grab a free, you know, a couple of free agents um, after the uh, like after the all star break. But the first time and the only time that you could get free agents was after the first month of the season. So after April, right? it was like first week of May. We ran a free agent draft. And the thing about it was, was that the guy who you bought. Right. You, you could you bought him and he you got his stats for the month of April to replace the stats of somebody in your lineup. So let's say, for example, um, you know, you've got uh, Zach Wheeler and Zach Wheeler, you know, has a, a real shitty April and he's got like a like a six, five ERA and four starts. And, you know, you know that, you know, Wheeler's going to be fine. You're going to be OK with him. But then you turn around, and you see that this dude, this, you know, whoever's on the free agency just call it Zach Davies. Right. And just, you know, he's three, you know, he's three and one and and he's got a one seven ERA and. He's got a strikeout per inning, right? And so all of a sudden, so you bought Zach Davies so that you could replace Wheeler's stats. But when you bought a free agent, you had to keep him in for you know the, that first week that you bought him, right? And so you couldn't just react. You couldn't just buy the stats and and keep them out of your lineup for you know forever. You bought the stats. You had to put up with them for a week. At the at the minimum, and then you could you know take them out if you wanted to, and it like never failed because it was like you would buy this fucking guy's stats, right? And then his first official start for you, you know, I mean, technically he's already been with you for those years, but the first start that you actually like sat there and watched him in, um, and he would just get destroyed, and it was it was over and over, and we would see guys spend like three four hundred dollars for a fucking pitcher. For a mediocre starter just to get his stats like that. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is one fucking start, you know, an inning and a third, nine earned runs. And it completely wipes out everything the dude did for the month of April. Kind of happens in FAP, right? We have a guy that's hot for a week or two. People spend money and their first start, they get bombed. Yeah. And it just negates everything that you uh, that you were investing in. It's tough, man. It's definitely tough. So, yeah, kind of uh, kind of sitting on that. But, yeah, I mean, I think that, that it, traditionally, you know, you just <clears> – it's not going to happen to every guy. But more often than not, you just – you start seeing these guys who just get off to these, like, super hot starts. And then, boom, they just fuck you. They fuck you. Much like it's happening to Lucas Giolito right now, sitting with the bases loaded on him with – Two outs. Yeah, please get out of this. <laughs> please get out of this. I started Giolito this week and all my leagues thinking, all right, he'll be back. So I rolled the dice. <clears throat> I um I did start him as well. I did this, I did the exact same thing. You know, I mean, listen, it's I figure he's probably gonna be on a pitch count. Hopefully he goes five innings. All right, he got out of it. Did he good? Yeah. It's it's the walks, dude. It's the walks that are just killing people right now. Killing them. Oh, Melendez struck out swinging. Now it finally just updated. You've got such great internet. <laughs> I don't know why it I don't get be. it. I'm, they're charging me a ton for it. So with my cable and everything. <clears throat> um. All right. Back to basketball for a second here. 
Because I, 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 I don't know why we got sidetracked. I don't know how we got sidetracked. But we got sidetracked. Because I just wanted to know. I was talking to you about the possibility of the line moving. But it doesn't sound to me like you think the line's moving in either direction very much, right? Like maybe nah, with smart, it'll be a point maybe. That's, a, I mean, again, I think it already, if you said it was three and a half, it was four earlier. Yeah. So um, probably with the probable tag, but yeah, I mean, it moved, what, for two and a half, but that was two starters being out. So with uh, if smart comes back, it might move just a little bit. If smart comes back, are you going to take the Celtics and the points? Yeah, I might lean that way. I could see them winning. If they're both out, if Smart and Hor Horford are out. I'd take Miami. Take Miami, lay the points? Yeah. <clears throat> Miami needs that. Like, I feel like that's something that Miami needs. Like, they need – oh, Rangers just hit the fucking post. Um, I think, like, Miami needs that because I agree with you in, in the fact that Boston is probably overall the better team, the team that could come away um, with this series. Miami needs to go up 2-0, I think, if if they're going to win this series. They need to go up 2-0. Be very tough to <clears throat> to drop one of the games at home and then have to go into Boston and uh, and try and flex muscles there when Smart and Horford are probably both definitely going to be back. Yeah, I think the other factor, too, was Boston was definitely fatigued from that grueling series against Milwaukee. I mean, I think this if the number I remember correctly is Teams coming off of Game Seven in the next series are thirty-two and forty-nine in Game One. So I liked Miami in that game, regardless, um, because of what Boston had to go through. And you know, then you take away two starters, and they were just in a tough spot. Um, yeah, very tough spot. Very, very tough spot. All right. Well, so I, I like that. I like knowing that. So if both are in, take Boston, lay those points, or get those points. <clears throat> Miami. I mean, you know, I'm kind of, I'm just rooting for, you know me, I'm just rooting for Jim Bowden here, right? Like he says he's going to go to a game seven, sick court side. If that happens, I root for him to to have that. But I also convinced him when he was like, I don't know if I convinced him or if I pressured him into it, but he was kept talking about Miami, Miami, Miami. And I'm like, dude, I, I want to see a fucking ticket that says that you just put money on Miami to win the whole thing. I think he had it like plus 1800. Is when he was uh, when he when he when he was talking them up. He was already given up on his Lakers. No, I mean that, they should have did that before the year, but that's another story. <laughs> he should have given up on the fucking Lakers, no matter what. <clears throat> um, all right, take a quick timeout, pay some bills. When we come back, I want to check in on the rookies, MLB rookies. Everybody loves the rookies, and everybody's talking about when this guy comes up, when that guy comes up, if he comes up. So we'll take a look at some of the MLB rookies right now, whether or not you, uh, you know, we, they're they're believable. They're not believable. We've overrated them. We've underrated them. We'll get some of Adam's thoughts. Uh, I'm sure he's got a couple of them on his roster. So uh, stick around. Ronis and Bender back after this. All right, Adam. We all love rookies, right? Where where are you at with rookies? Like, are you Lenny Melnick? A rookie is a rookie is a rookie is a rookie, or are you uh, are, are you somebody who uh, you know gets kind of swept up in it? I know you've got one share of Bobby Whip, but I can't imagine that's really 
that's more that's that's less about getting swept up in it and more about I just want to share this dude. Uh, yeah, I think I have two Bobby Witt. I'm kind of in the middle. I actually did get um, Kirby in TGFBI in Fab this week. I don't think it was a huge bid. I got 143 is what I spent, and the runner-up was 134. So I had about 800 bucks left. So took a shot there. Um, I think he has Boston his next outing, so that's not good, obviously. But um, felt like I, I could have used the starter, so I took the shot. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not going to ignore them. I don't have any Julio Rodriguez. I don't have any Spencer Torkelson. So if the price is decent, you know, I'll take a shot. Like I said, we talked about it with Bobby Witt and TGFBI. I fell around eight. And I already had uh, a shortstop. I was like, all right, I'll take a minute infielder here. It's round eight. I'm not reaching. You know, there was some drafts who went fourth, fifth round. That's a little too early for me. Talking around eight now in a 15-team league. Yeah, that's where I'm going to take the shot because I know there is power and speed. Yeah, listen, I think that, you know, it was a little bit of a slow start for him and it's kind of coming around. I mean, just in this case here, I think just talent overall prevails anyway. I'm not saying he's he's obviously he's not going to have like this breakout season that everybody's going to be like, holy shit. But I think he'll be solid enough. Torkelson, I'm a little bit more worried about like that dude is really struggling at the plate. The strikeouts are, are abundant for him. Um, I'm definitely afraid they're going to send him down. It's a bad I mean, we already saw Kelnick get sent down, right? I mean, and I did yeah. draft him. I think I drafted him in – I know I drafted him in TGFBI, and I cut him. And I think I have him in a draft Champions League. So, um, but, yeah, that definitely has not worked out. I was encouraged by a September last year and figured he would get an opportunity to play, but it's been pretty bad. So that's the thing. You know, that's the downside. We all remember or we try to remember the guys who really come through, but there's a lot of guys who fail, and it's just not easy – to be productive in the manger. So um, with Torkelson, he's actually hit the ball hard, but he struck out a lot. The walk rate is not bad. Um, the max exit velocity is in the 85th percentile. So this is some good and some bad. Uh, his chase rate is not that bad. So I think if you're a Tigers, though, don't you just be patient with the guy and just let him play? I mean, they have, I mean, that team's a disaster. I mean, people thought they were going to be good. And I know they had another injury today with Eduardo Rodriguez. Manning's been hurt. I think, oh, he's coming back, though. Mize is hurt. He had a setback. I mean, that team is just so much has gone wrong for them. <clears throat> yeah, they lost Riley Green right before the season yeah, started. That's another right? guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they it's just falling apart for them. Like it, we I think a lot of people were optimistic, like, oh, look at the young players. They went out and they did this. It's just been absolute disaster for them so far. Yeah, not good. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, Green's going to be back. Uh, maybe early June, I think yeah, is, is what they were talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'd be very curious to see what happens with, um, you know, with that lineup and uh, when, when they do get everybody back and healthy uh, again, I'm with you. I'm not really banking on like big time numbers here. It is Detroit, but you know, I'm hoping that they, they just turn around and they're just like, you know what, let's just leave the kids up here and just let them play. We got nothing else. We got nothing, you know, to 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 lose here. So we might as well do it. Yeah, I mean, with Seattle, they were hoping to contend. I know they've been struggling lately. Um, they're now five under five hundred, but you know, they do think of themselves as contenders. I mean, I think Detroit was hoping to, but at this point, it's like, all right, well, we're thirteen and twenty-five. Um, let's just let him develop here. We already have him up. <clears throat> um. All right. 
Let's move over to another rookie here because uh, he was obviously one of the favorites um, to win. And I'm talking about Seiya Suzuki. Got off to an absolutely fantastic start to the season. Was looking real strong, looking real great. Um, since then, in the month of May, uh, the dude's batting 214, no home runs, four RBI. Went from four home runs, uh, 14 RBI, and, uh, and a stolen base batting 279 to 214, an absolute dog shit here so far uh, through the month. Um, he was actually, he was a favorite to win the, um, to win that NL Rookie of the Year award. And now, well, I don't know. What do you think? I have him in one league. Uh, he, I've been benching him lately. It's the NFBC online championship. So haven't been playing him with this slump. I still think there's <clears throat> some encouraging signs. Um, walk rate is very good. He is striking a lot. He is making hard contact. I think the probably there's been an adjustment period where they've kind of seen some holes. Now we got to see if he can adjust back. So pedigree is there. So I'm not too worried about him um i think he has a especially since he has a little bit more experience i know it's in a it's not the minor leagues um but still um i i would be patient with him okay i can handle patience i can handle patience i'm trying to pull up the um <clears throat> excuse me do we have any uh any futures here Where, where's my my awards there we go i want to get what my uh my odds are here for rookie of the year right now. So Suzuki's still at minus 110. I'm looking at the the odds on uh, on Bet MGM. So still minus 110 for Seiya Suzuki, <clears throat> the favorite. <clears throat> Next best is Mackenzie Gore at plus 400, who hey, how do you win, you know, how, how do you win rookie of the year when they bump you to the bullpen? Uh cuz injuries could happen. He could be back in the rotation. So that's actually not a bad bet. Um yeah, he's I think he pitched. Then he followed Clevenger until three innings. Yeah, yeah, on um, Tuesday. So, I mean, any of these guys can get hurt. So he could still be back in the rotation. So that's actually not a bad price because that's the thing. If people are going to think like that, now's the time to bet it. Or wait, or wait, maybe um, another few days and people start to realize, oh, he's in the bullpen. He's not going to win. He's actually not. That's not a bad bet at that price um, because yeah, I'd wait. I'd wait. I wouldn't yeah. bet it now. Right. You, you know, wait a couple days, maybe another relief appearance. Let that number go, maybe plus 500, maybe plus six and then pounce on it. But you're going to have to do it soon because once he gets back in rotation and if Suzuki continues to struggle, then we're, you're not going to get that number. Yeah. I'm kind of eyeballing. um <clears throat> a little sprinkle on Alec Thomas at plus 2,500 kid looks like he's going to be a successful hitter at the big league level. Now, obviously he's recently called up. So we're going to have to see how he handles some of the adjustments that that starting pitchers are going to make. But, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the odds right now and you got Mackenzie Gore plus 400 Juan Yepes at plus 900, <clears throat> you know, sort of interesting Max Meyer, who just got destroyed. Uh, in AAA, he is uh, he's at plus two thousand. O'Neill Cruz, who hasn't been up yet, he's plus twenty five hundred. And then Alec Thomas is at plus twenty five hundred. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of like what I've seen from him at the plate. I think he could be like a sneaky guy um, if these uh, you know if these uh, early favorites kind of fail. 
Yeah, I mean, he's at the big league level. I would think he sticks at this point. Just they brought him up. Um, he's made really good contact. He is hitting at the bottom of the lineup, but I still think there's an opportunity for him to move up. He's been hitting eighth and ninth a lot. but um, So, yeah, I mean, out of that group, probably he's not a bad long shot. Rookies, the, rookie of the year is always tough. I hate betting on it. You do? Yeah, I hate betting rookie of the year because <clears throat> a lot of times there's guys that come out of nowhere and win. So I think it's it's better off as the season goes along and finding something. Um, because, again, like a lot of times the guys we think before the year, they never wind up winning. If you go back and look at rookies of the year, it's a lot of times the guys that we didn't expect. Yeah, I'm so still really better, nice. I think it's a better award to bet during the year, um, especially as you get, you know, good numbers. I mean, Thomas could be that guy. It's possible. I mean, part part of it is being up early and being able to play the whole year to accumulate those numbers. Right. <clears throat> On the American League side, a little bit more interesting here. Obviously, Jeremy Pena is having a great year. He just went yard again uh, yesterday. He's he's leading the way at plus two twenty five. Julio Rodriguez at plus three fifty. Bobby Witt Jr. at plus six hundred. Joe Ryan at plus seven hundred. And then you got Torkelson at a thousand. Quan at fifteen hundred. Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman might be an interesting one, right? He, no, um, nah, not for me. Not a catcher. Most times we see catchers come up, they don't perform well. Not, nah, not for me. Uh, I think it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to. To me. I mean, I know you want to get a long shot, but to me, it's it's going to be one of those top three: Pena, Rodriguez, and um. And Witt. Yeah, Rodriguez, oh, I don't, I don't Rodriguez mind it being looked, one of those three. Yeah, Rodriguez looked a lot better lately, man. He had a bomb against the Mets the other day. That ball got out of there in a hurry. Um, he's stealing a lot of bases. He's hitting the ball really hard. So, um, he's still striking out a lot, but. Um, he's starting to adjust and get better. And Pena's been good all year. I have a lot of Pena in draft champions leagues. And I had to back off a little bit because I was afraid. I'm like, what if Correa comes back? Um, that's the only thing that helped me back. I have him in TGFBI. I drafted him. Um, I don't have him in I don't have him in my lineup in this first period because I didn't know if he was gonna play. And then he plays Tuesday and it's a home run, but I'll get him back in on Friday. Uh, but he's looked really good. Yeah, I, you know, I gotta tell you, if Pena is just stable. Doesn't have to do anything flashy. He just needs to be stable, play some good, solid defense, have some decent, you know, offensive totals. And, he's on a first, and on a first, well, right now, a first place team. So that I think that kind of helps a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, because I, I also think, I think the fact of, you know, the pressure of replacing a guy like Correa, they kept saying that Houston was going to go after Trevor Story if they didn't bring back Correa. So what Pena has done so far, I think, I think, again, he just needs to be stable. To stave off, like Julio Rodriguez or Bobby Witt Jr., they have to really make a marked improvement to jump ahead of Payne. In my eyes, in my eyes, I think Julio Rodriguez is obviously to, and he and Witt are the better hitters. And they have the higher pedigree, though. I, I, that might matter with the voters. Remember, I've always said this: this is any any award. You got to remember people vote for it. We can sit here and break down the stats and who we think it doesn't matter. It's what, what are the voters going to do? Cause I'm telling you, man, some of these people, these baseball writers, especially they have no idea what's going on in these other leagues. I've heard conversations in the press box, man. They just, they follow their team right. and they, they don't know the other teams as well. And some, some of the, I mean, this was years ago, so maybe it's changed, but I don't think so. I mean, there are some younger writers now because you know, these papers don't have the money to pay. 
So they get more of these inexperienced guys. So maybe the younger generation looks at them a little bit more, but you got to keep that in mind. So you're saying these East Coast beat writers are going to fuck Jeremy Pena and Julio Rodriguez out of it uh, because they're just going to. No, it's just, it's just something to keep in mind. It's because they're all Bobby Witt fans because it's, oh. it's the biggest name. Maybe that's what gets Adley Rutschman in there in the voting. Some East Coast bias. We know we love it. <laughs> All right, so you don't dig on the on the, on the rookies for betting purposes. Rookie of the year, not not your absolute favorite. But I think I think what we can officially say here is that the the, the rookies right now, it's at least an exciting battle to sit and watch. So I'm in on that. I'm definitely in on that. So I think that kind of closes the door here on the rookies. We know where we're at. We like what we see. Case by case basis. You don't like betting on the uh, on the rookies of the year. I totally get that. I totally understand that. Um, we'll keep watching. I do like your sneaky uh, Mackenzie Gore. Watch those odds and see what happens the longer he stays uh, inside the bullpen. So I think that's going to do it for us here today. I got a. Uh, I've managed to make it through without blurting and and pooping in my pants uh, watching the uh, the Rangers game out of the corner of my eye, but. I think I need to uh, I need to dedicate a, a hardcore attention to the third period here, Adam. Yeah, so. it's good good timing, man. We get to watch the third period uh, with the Rangers up one nothing. Let's uh, take this home. Let's go, Rangers! That's going to do it for us here on the Andy Up Podcast. Big thanks to all of you for listening, uh, liking, and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.